Alexa, stop. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Did you know that if you whisper at Alexa, she'll turn it on whisper mode, and then you can whisper and be like, give me a cheeky fart. The room is an array of astonishingly aromatic farts, like this. What? What is happening? Try asking me to fart 34 times in a row. What? No. Don't do that. No. Um, I'm vetoing this now. Uh, hey everybody, welcome to The Forecast, episode 122. Fun fact about the number 122, it is the oldest age in years to which a human being has ever been authenticated to live. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's really uh, old. It's very, very old. Yes. She was born in 19, or 1875. Long time. Lived in 1997. Uh, the Forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced, streamed, and sometimes released on Thursdays. We're a community of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things from video games and board games to film and TV to our everyday life experiences. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash the horizon FB, or you can come hang out in our Discord channel, or you can check out our website at wearethehorizon.com, where we have a ton of original content for you to browse through. Additionally, everything we talk about is in our cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you are using. I'm Aaron, joined by a couple additional peeps. Chad? Yeah, so you could make Alexa fart. <laughs> This is true. This is true. Yep. Alex? Hello, everybody. Jake? Hi. Hello. Caleb? That's me. And Owen? Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. You know, I was going to start this week off with a top 10 list because I have been talking yes. about how we're going to be doing segment things. Mm -hmm. But I was Googling top 10 lists, and I came across a top 10 list on Ranker that's the craziest Craigslist encounters that somehow didn't involve sex. And as I started reading, I thought, Wait, hold this on. is just a weird, weird, weird list. It's not much of a list. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> However, you guys know that I do like lists of lists. It is like mm. the ultimate thing for me. So I did find one, and I only want to read the first thing on the list. This is from Mental Floss, which is the 11 weird and wonderful lists on Wikipedia. Mm. The very first one, the only one that matters, is a list of humorous units of measurements. I just want to go over a couple of these. First, yeah. there is the beard second, which is the length and average beard grows in one second. What <laughs> use is that? <laughs> don't know. Don't know. Like, you're not a barber. You don't know. That's so small. Beard second. It's important to know. The Sheppy, which is the closest distance at which a sheep, quote, remains picturesque, which is approximately 1.4 kilometers. That doesn't feel very scientific, <laughs> though, yeah? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Who knows? Uh, and the smoot, which is the height of Oliver Smoot at the time of the measurer's invention, which is five foot seven. <laughs> okay. Who is Smoot? The man. Smoots are named after. <laughs> the most important one on this list, though, is the Wheaton. The Wheaton is a measurement of Twitter followers relative to celebrity Will Wheaton. The measurement standardized when he achieved half a million Twitter followers, with the effect that Will Wheaton now has three point four Wheatons himself. Wow. A few Twitter users have millions of followers, and they are called Milliweeton. 
Oh my gosh. That's so wow. <laughs> okay, wow. enough of notes. Let's move on to what have you been playing lately and who are we going to start with this week? Owen, you want to start this week? Uh, yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, we haven't been, you know, doing one of these in a while. We did our, our other podcast. So just a recap of what's been going on for the past couple of uh, weeks here. Uh, played some WoW, played some Overwatch. Not shocking to anybody. I did find this wonderful game uh, that Chad recommended called Velheim. And holy shit. This game is awesome. Uh, it's basically a game where you, it's like a kind of survival uh, crafting game, but you are a Viking while doing all of it. Uh, and it's also you multiplayer. So we have a nice uh, community server set up and it's crazy. We've like built like this giant complex for everyone's houses and like crafting area. And we're running around uh you know just trying to explore the world so we can take out these big huge like viking bosses it's a lot of fun i will say because i know that the devs listen to this podcast um <laughs> that's true it would be super beneficial i think I, I i think i caught just just a quick note on that the fact that apparently beams that are not straight up and down or across the sort of uh, angled beams don't carry any load is that true in game I- Honestly, I have no idea. I haven't played around with a lot of the support beams. Uh, you were the it, person that was messing around with that the most when we were making the uh, the the longhouse. I feel like um, I need I need load beams accuracy like, here. Like the support structure is like heavily based on how many points touch the ground instead of like ah support structure I, above the ground. I think the most impressive thing about this game is that it is less than a gigabyte. I do not know how they do it, but I think that's the one thing we always keep coming back to is this world that you're in uh, is massive. It's procedurally generated. uh, So there's all these like different seeds that it could possibly be of your world and stuff like that. And like there's all of these different like it's just so crazy the amount of content that is in this game. And it is less than a gigabyte. And I do not understand how they are able to do it. It's just crazy. You're like, you're running along for a while and your stamina is running out and, you know, you've been running and running and running and, and you're like, you look at the map and you're like, wow, I feel like I've covered so much ground, but like, I'm, I'm barely anywhere on this thing. And then you just think to yourself, man, this game is a gigabyte. Like how? Like what? There's so much. I mean, I guess it doesn't take a lot to just populate some trees and, and mountains, but I mean, some games that hold the similar content are like 50 gigs for some reason well and you download call of duty and it's 150 gigs isn't it bigger now probably no no for sure i think it depends on if you like own actual call of duty or you're just downloading warzone i think it actually separates that but yeah there's like some installs that are above 200 gigs i think so what i mean other than just like the basics like the fact that this game is small it kind of like hits on the things that you guys want to play right now which is this survival builder crafter thing plus also having some exploration anything else that stands out in comparison to other games that are like it because i know uh we've played the forest in the past which we kind of compared to that yeah um so i got into this because i saw that alex made us a, a forest server and so i was downloaded the forest and started playing it again and then for some reason everyone just never 
got on that and we were playing this instead and i was like oh wow this is like way better uh i think a lot of it is because of the fact that there's like a very basic concept of a plot but there is still a plot like the forest there's like hey find this random kid and you get no clues i never figured out anything about that i played that game for probably like uh 50 some hours and i never felt like i progressed in the plot per se uh whereas this game um the plot is that like there's these world bosses and it tells you that like hey you got to go kill these world bosses so that way you can get power-ups and things and as you go around and explore there's just giant signs that say world boss like over there and then you have an idea of where they are you have an idea that like okay i need to like level up my character and have some sort of kind of like progression of my character of like i want to be stronger i want to have nicer armor i want to have you know like better hits with my sword because as the more you use the equipment the better you are with it uh so it feels like there's like some progression there as well as kind of a little bit of a story of like hey once you feel like you can actually do stuff go over there and fight this big crazy boss battle um which I think is really cool, and it's really nice. When when I played games like The Forest, I kind of just built my house, and then I was like, all right, cool, that's my little treehouse. And then I just stopped playing, because I didn't have anything else to do. I Like, you know, I did it. I did the thing. I survived. I built a house. How many hours? It definitely seems like this game pushes you to play it, because uh, it has the Skyrim kind of progression of skills, where if you're running, you're leveling up your running. If you're attacking with unarmed, you're leveling up your unarmed. Uh, every time you jump, you level that up a little bit. Uh, there's different weapons like clubs, bows, knives, pickaxes, uh, spears, swords, pole arms. Those are all leveling up as you use them. Uh, just generally cutting down wood, sneaking, uh, blocking. All of all of that's getting leveled up like as you're doing stuff. And the it, the building is super intuitive. Um, it's like Rust's building where it's kind of just point and click and it, you know once you have the materials you're just able to do it the progression of building is really really cool in this game because like i know for with minecraft for instance you basically just have all the blueprints right out of the gate you just have to like find the materials in this game you actually have to find the materials to unlock the knowledge of how to build with that material and so it gives you different blueprints for that uh you level up your crafting stations uh with different um like add-ons, like anvils or, you know, things like that. There's a, there's just a lot going on here. That's, that's really, really fun to do. And it's a gig. And it's a gig. <laughs> how many, how many hours do you have in this game? Uh, me currently, I have 35 hours. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's a few. Just a few. Yeah, I think uh, I'm at about 20 at this point, which isn't nice. nearly as much. Really? Is that how numbers work? Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm blown away. I'm blown away. Jake, let's move on to you. What do you want to play lately? Uh, so this is kind of a random one. I got into Hollow Knight like really yeah. hard. Yes. Uh, I hadn't played it since the beta. I guess I played it a little bit on Switch, uh, but really not since, not like substantially. Uh, but I finally buckled down and played it. And y'all, this game's fucking incredible. Yeah, it's probably one Amazing. of my favorite games of all time. It's really, really good. Oh. I've tried to tell people to play it, man. Tried, tried hard. It's uh, it's it's just great. I'm at a hundred and eleven percent completion. Ooh. So you know, almost done. Getting to the infamous one twelve. 
Yeah, 112 is actually everything. Uh, so basically, they released the game, and it was 100% in the base game. And then they released three free DLCs, I think? Yeah, I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Maybe four. Uh, I, think four. I think it's four. I think it's actually four. Uh, but so I'm on, like, the last thing, which is a 40, 42 boss, mm-hmm. boss rush. Which I haven't even attempted yet, but, you know, it's that's the hardest I guess what I'm gonna version do. of all 42 bosses. Yeah. Can I tell so you how awful that sounds? <laughs> we'll see about that. I'm, I'm going to try it at least. I've tried it a few times. It takes like 40 minutes to get to the final set of like three bosses, like the really hard ones. Yeah. You just like chugging through easy bosses for a long time. It makes it pretty rough when you lose to a boss finally. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Can I say oh. for me, like the lore of this game is probably the coolest part. Like oh, the for sure. story building and like how they're like walking you through what you're doing and you're meeting all these different characters. Of course, none of them are speaking English. They're all just like random sounds, which is great. Adds to it. Uh, but it, like the lore is amazing. It's so cool. It, mm-hmm. it gave me serious Dark Souls vibes, like yep. specifically Dark Souls one. I, I think it's so similar in terms of like setup. Uh, where you're just kind of going around, you keep encountering these same, like, adventurers who are going out into the world, and they each have, like, their own little story that you can follow. Uh, and I thought that was really, really cool, like Aaron said. It's it's really great. So, I just I just got done playing the uh, Path of Pain. Oh, oh nice. Lord. Which, man, <laughs> awful. It, like, actually made me feel like I was playing Celeste again. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's very, very hard. Precision platforming. Yeah, totally different than the rest of the game, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it made me reflect on how many buzz saws I have in my house because clearly <laughs> I don't have enough. I need yeah, to get more of a palace. If you had a palace, you're right. I just have, I have an apartment. With buzz saws. Embarrassing. You can't put a buzz saw in an apartment. Right, exactly. I gotta get me a palace. I'd like to know how you rate this then at this point. So, like, is it better than Cuphead? Yeah, look, look, I know it was that on was my your list fifth place <laughs> when it came out. I in know. 2017. Look. I know. This, is it better than Divinity Original Sin 2? I, I think so. Breath uh, of the Wild? Mm, maybe. Persona I don't 5? think so. There's no way he's going to say it's better than Persona 5. <laughs> then what? Get out of here. Persona, Persona 5. 5. Oh, uh, it might be. I don't know. Oh, wow. Oh, crap. Look, better hey, than Doki Doki? Not better than Doki Doki. No. <laughs> okay, okay. I didn't, I didn't think you'd go there. I don't have your stuff for bounds, Alex. Yeah, because also from that year, I think Resident Evil 7 is another game I went back to later and freaking love. And it's probably mm. on like my top 10 list, but wasn't on my list at all that year. Yeah, sadly, I don't think any of us played Hollow Knight that year. Yeah. yeah. I don't think any of us played it until 2018. That's depressing because it would have been top of my list. I was going to say, yeah, well, it probably would have been near the top. It was because of the Humble Bundle. They had that demo of it that was like the first hour and a half of the game, which is the worst part of that game. Hands yep. down. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's very hard to figure out where you're going. Yeah, and it gets really frustrating when you find like five dead ends in a row. And it's just like, I just wanted to play. I just wanted to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, For I'm being not dedicated so to this good, game yet. It has like one of the worst openings. It is, it's oh, man, it's just it's so incredible. I highly recommend checking it out. And hopefully Silk Song comes out this year. But yes. yeah, I'm not fingers crossed. Yes. Uh, the other thing I've been playing, I start. I picked up a uh, Batman Arkham Knight a little bit. Uh, I haven't played it's a whole the third lot of it. One, right? It is the third, well, kind of the fourth. It's the third one made by Rocksteady, right, the right. third official one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it's it's a good game, but it really frustrates me. 
Because like I started off and it's like the beginning's really good and the graphics are great and the combat's great. And then it's like, okay, now get in the Batmobile and fight these tanks. So I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> this is why I hate this game. Because you have to play in a tank for like half the game. Which it's not, the tank isn't even that bad. It's just not as good as everything else. Which is really frustrating. Something, this is random, but something I thought was really funny in the beginning. You have to find Scarecrow, right? He's like making this fear toxin. Batman's like, I gotta figure out where he's making the fear toxin. So he like hijacks these satellites and antennas and like triangulates. And it turns out he's making his fear toxin at the chemical plant. <laughs> and it's like, you didn't check the one <laughs> chemical plant in the entire city? Where did you think he was making it? It's a chemical plant. Just look. Bakery. Isn't he like the best detective ever? Apparently freaking not. <laughs> Apparently it was easier to hijack a bunch of satellites and triangulate his position based on trace chemicals in the air than to go, oh, maybe it's the place that makes chemicals. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, he's are like you telling me Wayne Enterprises doesn't have a bunch of satellites they can just use? I, I mean, maybe he's just hijacking the antennas to access the satellites. <laughs> I mean, that is that's a really good point, actually. Don't they just he's have like that one room with like the billion yeah. screens in it? Yeah, <laughs> right. You think you could just like anything? Google what's going on at the chemical plant? It's <laughs> no, like, oh, Alex, bad guys. That. Oh, right, they killed it. It sounds it's like like the new age version of a cop versus like the way an old age cop would do it. They'd be like, all right, it's probably at the chemical plant. We should go check it out. New guys like, we should probably triangulate some satellites and see if we can just track their data. <laughs> yeah, right. So the guy's like, no, chemical plant's too obvious. You would never be there. And it's like, oh, it's it's the chemical plant. <laughs> Uh, I guess that does make sense. Very strange. Uh, I'll go up next. Uh, of course, played a lot of uh, Hollow Knight. I have been gone for like two months, which is kind of wild. Two to four. It's <laughs> not two to four. Well, it is two to four, but you can't say two to four because it's just two months. <laughs> it's two months, Alex. Did we both start playing Hollow Knight at the same time, or did you pick it up because I picked it up? No, I have this problem where I buy all, all of my roguelikes on Switch. And I don't play my Switch mm. unless I'm traveling. And I mm. haven't been traveling for work because, you know, there's like a pandemic or something. So Hollow Knight's not a roguelike. <laughs> just for the well, well, sorry, literally. That <laughs> sorry, uh, that's not what I meant. That's sorry. But I have to go back to my, in my inability to it's describe It's a battle games. royale. Uh, I, yeah, I have to buy all my battle royales on Switch. Um, I just buy games that I can feel like I can play on a Switch that I feel like are comfortable for a Switch. Sure. And that's the only way I will play them. I wish there was some cross-save stuff like they have with like Hades, sure. which would and be great. Bad. You can't play Hollow Knight. You can't play your Switch at home. They should make I... like a dock you could just put it in <laughs> and then it'll just go to your TV. Wouldn't that be I cool? Know. Yeah. I know. I don't I know. I, I have the same issue where I just don't play my Switch like ever unless I'm traveling. And then same. I look at certain games and I'm like, nah, that's a Switch game, definitely. And then I just don't play I, that game. Right? Happens. It's a it good solution, to too. I guess. So the reason I picked it back up is because we were traveling. I was on the road for three weeks. And so I was just like, I took the switch and I beat the rest of I, the main part of Hollow Knight. I finished all the way through the Path of Pain. And I haven't really done much with the DLC. I just started the uh, the circus, whatever the heck that okay. DLC is called. Real quick. <laughs> do the thing with the devil guy. Do the, do, do the devil guy. There's the two options. Guy. There's two ways to end that DLC. The Devil Guy way, which has a cool boss fight, and another way that just ends. Just yeah. nothing okay. happens. It's I'm just like, congrats, you did it. When, a, when another guy shows up and he's like, oh, hey, you can do it this way instead. Ignore him. Yeah. Okay. Do not All right. listen. All right, I'm going to ignore him. <laughs> uh, I also played, well, I finished Ori in the Blind Forest. Oh, Love nice. that game. 
Excellent, that, solid oh, game. Oh, that's the first one. The first one. That's the first one, yeah. which I'd never played. But I've when you were saying you, you picked up uh, Ori and the Willy of the Willy Willy Wisps, Willy I was Wisps, like, yeah. I should probably play these games because people have been telling me to do it for years. Super awesome. Yeah, game. not solid. unlike other games like by the Batman Arkham games. Or, yeah, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I understand. You would Everybody love them tells so you much. Games. I know, I know. It's a roguelike, so it goes on the Switch, <laughs> but it's not out on the Switch, so you should just play it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> the one thing I wanted to comment about or in the blind forest is i think it might have been you jake that said something about how like if you ever want to play a game where it makes you feel for the antagonist oh yeah yeah uh kuro or however you say the owl's name i don't know what the second one's like but i felt really bad for her in this one i don't know the second one's even better at that really yeah man what a cool game uh, I've also been getting back into Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I did realize that I oh. deleted my save file somehow, and it's not Oof. in the cloud, so I restarted. Uh, I think when I first played, it was I was like eight hours in or something, and now oh. I'm starting from scratch, so that's fun. Uh, and then I've uh, while we were traveling, I had my Starfinder book, so I read it basically from the front to the back and have been just <laughs> like engaging too much in Starfinder things. Mm. I haven't sense. even played it yet. I haven't even played it yet, but it's like... I. I just like, oh, I should read about that. It's a really weird thing that Caleb's probably going to correct me on, and I want to be prepared for that. <laughs> do you have Do you have like a favorite class? I know you're running it, so you're probably not looking at classes as much as me. But I just think the Technomancer's really cool. That's fair. It's a good choice. It's probably the coolest class because it's like half uh, like magic, half just technology, and sure. you, you can like make a, you can make adjustments to your character. Really play it that that class, whatever style you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's the game's cool. Like, I'm super excited to actually get into a campaign. Well, run a campaign. Um, I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Uh, Alex, on with you. Yes, sir. Um, new game just came out. Killing Floor 2. Been trying that out. <laughs> mm. Brand new game. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what made us start playing this. I think it was because I saw it supported six players. And again, we're trying to do stuff with parents. And it's kind of just a simple aim and shoot game sure like you don't have to think too much about what you're doing you're just killing zombies it's like a good family fun game killing <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know it and it, it's it's pretty cool though it, it's got a bunch of classes that you level up which is nice despite just being like a horde game and yeah. it has a medic class so so you're so obviously alex is in yeah yeah i just i mean i have guns that are you can get like SMGs, assault rifles, snipers, whatever, but then also the alternate fire is just like an anadart that mm. heals your teammates. Nice. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's been a lot of fun. There are a ton of maps in that game. It actually has a surprising amount of content. And uh, a limited number of bosses, right? Yeah, there's only five yeah. bosses. So they they start to get old a little bit, but I don't even think we've actually cleared all the maps yet. And we've played, you know, like six hours or so of it. But you know. Cool game. I feel like um, in the most class leveling is a little underwhelming, I think. Do you think? Yeah. It doesn't feel like you gain much. I guess every five levels you get one of those perks. It's kind of... I mean, it's not game-changing in any way, but they're just kind of helpful. Yeah. Uh, I feel like yeah. you, you forgot to mention that uh, you were talking about this being a family-friendly game, you know, um, mm-hmm. and you're playing a game with a bunch of giant spiders when your mother is... <laughs> Death. They're like afraid of spiders. They're like kind of people, also though. That does not it make it be okay. I feel like that makes it worse. Actually, <laughs> I think it should. Yeah, my mom's like very afraid of spiders, so it's been 
enlightening to see how many games have spiders in them because it's like all of them. <laughs> it turns out. I don't know. That that game for being as old as it is, I think is actually a pretty good value. Came out in 2020. If you're looking yeah. If you're looking for I actually don't know when that came out. A long time ago. It's old. Um I also picked up this game called Sword of the Necromancer. 2016, thank you. Sword of the Necromancer. It's a roguelike, actually. Got it. Um, it's kind of like 2D Zelda-y in your movement and combat style and camera location. Um, but you get the Sword of the Necromancer after your first run, and then you can revive like up to three monsters that you kill. And then they become like your posse and you roll through the dungeon with them. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Like mixing and matching which monsters you pick up because they all have different abilities. And like, I don't know, it's got a co-op mode in it where you can spawn a homunculus of yourself to run the dungeon with you. Hmm. Combat's pretty good. You find random weapons and stuff like that. Um, I'm not super far in it, but it seems to focus on story kind of a bunch, at least in the very beginning. Like a bunch of cutscenes and dialogue, and it's all voiced and everything, and the music's like super good. So, pretty cool game. And you know, been doing Valheim stuff a lot lately. I've cool. particularly got into building structures for some reason. I don't know. I spent like hours with Chad one day trying to build a bridge over this small river. Hey, you got to get some places sometimes, and a bridge is the only way to do it. Our bridge, you could, bridge only you could just to a like mountain. You have to climb. Yeah. You could just like swim for ten and then, seconds and make it across <laughs> the river, no problem. But well, what happens if you're like running and you're like out of stamina, and then you're just like, no, no, I'll just cross this river and get away from all of these monsters. That's then then you probably die. On. We we didn't say that there was a stamina meter, and the fact that when you start swimming and you have no stamina, like in most games, you just like you swim slower. In this game, you start drowning. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's great so you just take little by little like health damage while swimming across something so if you have like a troll following you and you like jump into that water that troll can walk through that water and so you're already dying and then he just freaking hulk smashes you yeah you, you, you're done but now you have a nice bridge yeah, but now you have sound. a nice bridge if the troll walks on it will it break nah but the, the troll, troll can break the, troll the stuff can though smash it <laughs> oh, okay physics bro so you basically try to kite the, the troll away from your buildings. <laughs> uh, Chad, what have you been playing lately, other than Valheim? Yeah, Valheim's pretty, uh, pretty good. That's, that's all I need to know. Okay, so uh, I've been playing... I Back in January, I actually picked back up Pray for the Gods. Um, I, if you guys have been following this podcast since the beginning, right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'd know that this game's been a, a long time coming. Uh, so it's still in early access, but I noticed that they added... Um, like quality of life changes and also a little bit of optimization and so i started playing through it and i actually beat like all six bosses that are released and i got the title screen of like or soon and i'm like oh, okay all right um it's really it's a really fun game though I, I wouldn't buy it right now i think i would definitely hold off if you guys wanted to like actually get to experience the entirety of pray for the gods um basically shadow the Colossus, like successor um, but it, yeah, it's it's a really good game. Just it's not complete. And if you guys are looking for a complete game, then it's really sad that it's not complete. I've been playing some Hunt Showdown. I picked that game up. I know that's kind of old, but I picked that game up and uh, searched for something that's filling the void of Hyperscape. 
And uh, that game's pretty fun, actually. It was a 50% off, picked it up for 20 bucks. Man, I feel like that game's the opposite of Hyperscape. <laughs> I, I'm just, I want some BRE, you know, competitive game that actually feels good. Uh, Warzone? I'm going to, like, Warzone's decent. <laughs> I mean, I was telling Aaron that I'm getting a little itch for Warzone again because of that 13 kill game I had last night. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so Hunt Showdown, you're, you're like a Western, you know, setting and there's zombies everywhere and different creatures. Uh, you spawn in with your loot. You get to choose some guns, you know, drop on the field. You start running through and killing other players. And I think there's like, I can't pinpoint how many players are, are in a match. The, the rumor is either 10 to 16. And maybe it's because 16 max, but I don't, I don't know. There's been various different sources that I've read that tell me different player counts. You go, uh, you search up some clues. Um, there's a thing called dark vision. So you, you know, get into that mode and you find the blue highlighted things around the map. You get three of those and then you go after the big boy. So it's either a spider, an assassin, or a butcher. And uh, you collect the loot from those guys while simultaneously other players are trying to do the same thing. And so you'll run into people like inside of those uh, clue areas or you'll run into people after you pick up the bounty and then uh, you try to run to an extraction. And so it's if anybody like knows more so of like Escape from Tarkov uh, rather than like any other game out there that's kind of like this, um, it's a little Escape from, from tarkov but then it, it's kind of uh, more forgiving because when you die, you lose your character, but... It's not like a serious thing like uh, Tarkov is, where you basically are losing like millions every time. This one's basically you lose your character and you just buy another one. You can either get one for free with no uh, perks or you buy one for a couple hundred for perks. And right now I'm sitting on like 20k and I've been buying characters here and there. So, really fun game. I really enjoy it. What else do you do with money besides buy characters? You can buy guns and different like side attachment things like uh, syringes that heal you or like throwing knives, um, stuff like that. There's also okay. blood blood bond coins. They're they're different than just the credits, uh, and you get those from completing like uh, leveling up, for instance, because you have an overall hunter rank, and then you have mm. a uh, just general like level of your character that survived. Uh, and when your character dies, of course, that level goes away and you have to restart from one. Um, right. But yeah, so you, the blood bonds, you can, you can unlock like legendaries, which are just basically skins for the weapons, mm. uh, which is kind of cool because instead of like making you pay real money for those things, you can like unlock them periodically, uh, which you can also spend real money to unlock this. But it doesn't, it's not like a pay to win. You don't, there's nothing in there that's like, I'm going to buy this and become like better. It's, it's all cosmetic, which is really cool. But yeah, that's that's basically all I could do with the money there. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you, like Tarkov, you have to go and like you have to learn all of the weapons, the bullets you need to use. The maps are like really hard to follow. Like it's it's a hardcore game, and and so this is kind of like a Western version of it that's very like forgiving and honestly just like arcadian fun. Um, and then Warzone, I've been playing a little bit of Warzone, getting back into that. And all Dollar I gotta game. say is please mer- nerf the Mac Ten. <laughs> um, 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 and please nerf the airstrike. Freaking most yeah, broken part of that game right now. The airstrike. That thing is ridiculous right now. You can be a mile away from that thing and still get killed. I, we've oh. had multiple games where our entire squad was wiped by an airstrike. And one time we were on the train. I don't know, like a moving target. Yeah. 
we slid into the airstrike at that point, and it's just dumb luck that they got that mm. kill. But at the same time, when the radius of the airstrike is like the biggest atomic bomb you could ever see, then yeah, you're you're freaking gonna get killed by the airstrike. I've been kind of into Warzone lately. I don't know what it is. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't you've quite been make a Mac it. 10. <laughs> Maybe it is the Mac 10. I need to just spend twenty dollars on that pack and get the Mac 10 permanently. No, I did. I didn't quite do it today, but I I actually considered playing solo, which is Holy something crap. I've never done. Wow, wow dude. Yeah. A so there you go. Solo VR experience for you. There you go, man. We've arrived. The only thing I can think of on on an explanation on why you'd be into Warzone so much right now is you've been into Overwatch a lot, which takes a lot of good aim. And so transposing that over into a game where honestly you don't need great aim to kill somebody in that game because of how many like it takes like four bullets to kill somebody in Warzone. And so you don't have to track them a lot. And so you might be getting a lot more kills than usual instead of coming from something like Divinity Original Sin over to Warzone. <laughs> the other game that I mean. I, I'm Original just Sin. games out there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That could be it. I, I, ever since I got way more into Overwatch, I have been more into shooters in general. I don't know. Warzone's solid VR. It's just a very good game. It's, it's, they're missing out like a few minor things, and it would probably be the best one. Listen, I'm waiting for PUBG 2, okay? <laughs> 2.0 are they doing that no oh i doubt it Honestly, i think my still my favorite my favorite br moment was probably like before anybody knew what battle royales were and i bought PUBG because it was just starting to get popular and in my first match it was just like this crazy experience yeah those were bots dude <laughs> i was gonna ask if that was the time you played against bots. no that was <laughs> no that was PUBG mobile that's different thing. this is real people <laughs> I remember when you got PUBG Mobile and you're like, dude, I got like three chicken dinners. I don't know what's going on. I'm an insane PUBG Mobile player. (laughs) Nobody can match me. Oh, last thing about Warzone. I looked at my file because we talked about this at the beginning. I looked at my file. I have 205 gigs in that thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big game. Plus, every time you launch the game, you have to reload texture packs, which I feel like just doesn't delete the old ones and just keeps putting them in that folder. I don't know what are, what are the texture packs are. Like, why? What other game do you know where you're going to launch it and have to download something every single time? What What other game do you own that you launch and it's like, update requires restart? Literally yeah. every time you launch. <laughs> it installs a new update and you're like, cool, the update's installed. You launch the game. It loads for like a long time. And then it's like, ah, update requires restart. And then does it again. So, so stupid. Also, like 50% of the time when I launch that game, it has reset some or, or like all of my graphics settings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That's a lot too. Yeah. That's like uh, a good game. It really likes to set the render resolution to 50% of your Ooh. screen resolution. Why? And you don't, yeah, I don't like know. that. Why would that be a default? I don't understand. I did find it one time, put it like 25% above the screen resolution, though, which I thought was very odd. Mm-hmm. And I was Why like, I don't, I don't need those extra pixels, actually. I'd, I'd rather have the frames. Uh, Caleb, let's move on to you. What have you been playing lately? Well, I got into some space-themed games for some reason, for like oh. a week straight. So I got a lot of space-themed I games. I see two moon-based games as well. Two That's moon-based so fun. games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first <laughs> one I, I played... This game's called Deliver Us the Moon. It was a game I kickstarted a while back and never got around to playing. 
but basically it's a little adventure game where so the the background is there's like a station on the moon that beams back energy because they found some way to make energy really easily on the moon i don't remember why but one day that just stops and so the earth is kind of screwed and then like two years later they finally build a new rocket and you're sent up to figure out what's gone wrong and try to fix it it's just a little years to adventure puzzle game. Yeah, well, they had to do it without power, power, apparently. They had to basically start oh, over. That's fair. Because is, the power was just gone. Is this a sequel to... I think it's just called To the Moon? No. What about no. my stocks? No. Does that not have a... That is a sequel though, right? Um, They made a second game. I don't think it was... Totally unrelated. Okay. Sorry, I won't. I'll stop <laughs> I don't know if it was... I, okay. I don't know. Cool. Doesn't matter. Uh, but this is just a little adventure puzzle game. Uh, the puzzle's usually pretty simple, uh, but it's got an interesting story, so it kind of kept me interested in it as I went through. It's only like four hours long. This was at uh, PAX several years in a row. I think it was, yeah. I don't think I ever tried it at PAX. I think this is where I played it, because I, I remember doing a little part where you're trying to launch a sh- spaceship, and you're like going outside and climbing a tall ladder. Yep, yep that did happen, yeah. Uh, but not bad. Um, and then I got... I got Moons of Madness. Picked that up to play. It's like a horror-themed, very Lovecraftian-esque game. Is it a sequel to Mansions of Madness? <laughs> no, Damn I don't it. think so. Or Mountains of Madness. Shoot, man, they really missed the opportunity here. <laughs> it is a sequel to something. Moon uh, of Madness, probably. Okay. <laughs> man, I can't remember now. But it's it's very Lovecraftian horror. You're on Mars. And you're doing some research, and suddenly things start going very badly. Something starts growing in the base and breaking a bunch of stuff. It gets really weird. I can't really explain much more than that without spoiling it. But it was uh, it was pretty good. Some some jump scares got me a little bit, and it's definitely got the creepy vibe. So it was it was pretty fun. More interesting puzzles than uh, Over the Moon as well. You should have streamed it. It's like I should have a good time. Yeah, should have streamed it. It's like five hours. So not that long. Nice. Uh, then I picked up this game. We went back. This is a free game on Steam. It's only like an hour long. And it's a, a horror game where you're... The sequel oh. to We Were Here. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, right? <laughs> All of these are going to have a sequel, huh? <laughs> um, no. Uh, you're on this station. I don't know if you're on the moon or in space. It's unclear. The moon but... actually is in space, so it could be both. <laughs> you know, that's wow. the nice thing about it. <laughs> wow. Uh, but you're on this station that's just basically one big loop and you're something has happened to it and you're the only person moving around and you're trying to figure out what's going on but you travel around in the loop and once you get back to the start it like skips time to a different point in time where other stuff is happening on the loop so it's got a weird time loop thing also going on while you're traveling around the physical loop it's got one part that kind of ruins the mood where mm-hmm. you see a big bad guy and you literally just have to walk at him while he's just standing in the light. Mm-hmm. And that it really messes with the mood for a while. But <laughs> it's uh before that it's it's pretty spoopy. But pretty solid say, for an hour play. It sounds a little bit like uh PT. Yeah. Where yeah. you're like walking in a circuit, it's different every time. Yeah. Mm. A lot like that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um then I picked up Everspace 2, sequel to Everspace. We did it. We oh, got there we go. Finally got it. Good work. Yep, eventually. Yep. Which actually made me go back and play Everspace 1 a bit, which is like Pretty a roguelike cool space game. 
And Everspace 2 is it's not, not a roguelike anymore. Oh. They just took that part out. Now it's like a open world RPG in space. If you've played like uh what was that game? Space Force Rogue Universe. Have you ever played that? No. Okay. It feels no. a lot like that. <laughs> Literally uh, never even heard of that game. It's a pretty good space game, but uh this game is it feels really similar to that. It's got a storyline uh that I've not very made it very far in because I think it's still in early access, so it doesn't have a ton of it. But they got like the whole first area built out and it is pretty interesting. The controls are really nice, snappy for a space flight game. What, how are you flying mouse and keyboard or Yep, mouse and keyboard. And how does it work? Is it like a virtual there's, analog thing where you drag the mouse a little bit and it goes that direction? Yeah, there's like a, a dead zone. And then once you get beyond that, it starts dragging your ship. Yeah, okay. In that direction. That's and it, right. starts you out, it starts you out with a power up that I have never removed because it's so freaking good. It's just an EMP blast around you. I've never replaced it because it is way better than all of the other ones. That seems like poor design. It does. It does. <laughs> Frank said he has replaced his with other ones that oh. makes better, but I think he's a crazy person. But it's just so strong. Uh, but pretty, pretty solid space, space sim RPG, if that's what you're looking for. Uh, lastly, I've got a non-space related game. Ugh, it's got aliens in it. Is, does that count as space related? Probably. Actually, does it exist <laughs> anywhere? Because if it exists anywhere, it's technically to an wow. extent. Oh, wow. Space. So wow. Uh, but it's called Metal Unit. It's a roguelike. Uh, I guess roguelite. Metal Gear? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. That was bad. Was metal Slug? Oh, Metal Slug. There you That's go. better. Uh, it, there is you a, go. it is like a 2D platforming hack and slash roguelike. So, you know, kind of. Uh, but it's got some neat uh, just general roguelite mechanics, I guess. Uh, you're building up your base and unlocking new abilities and new weapons. And there's like tiers to the weapons. So you got to master weapons in order to get higher tiers of starting weapons. And once you reach a certain tier, you can start with any of the weapons in that tier. So it's an easy way to make you stronger as you go through without having you just like spend a whole bunch of stuff. That makes sense. Hmm. Uh, but pretty decent story in it. Uh, it's, it's pretty solid. I played I that I one in like at six PAX hours or so. I liked the I liked the feel of the gameplay when I played it there. So yeah, gameplay is pretty solid. You always have like a ranged option and a special skill and a melee option. You got to kind of balance them. It's uh, pretty let's move, let's move on to talk a little bit about some uh, news related stuff. Uh, primarily, CD Projekt Red, uh, aka the makers of Cyberpunk, got cyberpunked. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, that hurts. Oh. That's good. That hurts a lot. We can end the podcast. Hey. That's it. We're not getting any better. Hey. Uh, yeah, so they got they got hacked. You guys probably heard about this, but uh, they got hacked, and a bunch of their source code was basically stolen, I guess. Um, and they gave them like a forty-eight hour ransom time limit, uh, and they didn't make it. So, or they didn't pay up by then, which CD Projekt Red said they wouldn't pay up. But they've now, I guess, leaked the source code for Gwent already, and they're currently trying to sell Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk source code. Mm. Apparently there's an unreleased version of Witcher. Yeah, that too. That they found. Oh. I don't know what that means. It's probably just like some weird minor patch or something. Probably. Nobody's personal info is stolen, so that's a positive. 
Yeah. Didn't so they say was... they also had like HR stuff? I think that's right. Yeah. Like... I mean, the HR stuff would be everyone's personal info. I heard that they were also uh, they also stole some patches to fix bugs in Cyberpunk that they were going to be. <laughs> really... <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. I had to try. If, it's important. If the Cyberpunk source code gets out, that that could be good for <laughs> modders. Maybe <laughs> it could be good for the Cyberpunk the community. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think. Yeah, a lot, with the HR stuff, I think that was like email type stuff. Like, right. Fair enough. Like managers instructing people to work and all that kind of stuff that their articles have been released on. Kind of thing. Uh, so when did, well, like was this hack recent and like like yeah did they make another like timeline for their week. like well I mean the forty eight hour windows up so they just like uh we're gonna give you another forty eight hours and then we're gonna release this or is it just no, like they've moved just, on to just sell they're it? auctioning off the source code yeah wow highest bidder okay yep I mean, yeah, before stuff. the time was even up they put out the statement and actually released the ransom note oh, oh yeah. And said that they weren't going to do anything about it. So right, well, yeah. they don't CD have Project any money to do anything about it. <laughs> so like they money. probably have a lot of money. Yeah, I think <laughs> they I was going to say I don't so know. Much money. <laughs> I think they made like a billion dollars on Cyberpunk before they released it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. And then just like invested all that money over time, and then made it like double their money. So when they had to refund it, it didn't really matter. <laughs> exactly. Smart. Yeah, you know they bought GameStop. Speaking of games, let's talk about a couple game related things. Uh, Steam Festival is actually going on right now. Um, mm, Steam Festival has ended. Well, sorry, oh. it was going on <laughs> until the night. Until the night. If you're listening to this in the past, it's going on. There's still right time now. or next year, maybe. Or uh, yeah. <laughs> slightly so, less than a year from now. Good point, Steam good point. Festival 2022. Guys, it's about to happen. <laughs> There is a uh, different thing happening on Steam now, which oh, is the Lunar is. New Year sale. Yeah. Oh, of course. Which goes through the stuff. 15th. Lots of, of stuff on sale. I know, right? So big in, the, big in the moon stuff right now, I guess. I know several of you participated in the Steam Game Festival because I know that Caleb downloaded like 75 demos. Yeah, hey, Jesus. The number was 28. <laughs> more <laughs> okay. than the number you released. <laughs> I downloaded no more after that, I'm pretty sure. Owen, oh, did you beat that number? Uh, no, I had like five. No, <laughs> yeah, so close. I I went for things that seemed interesting. Uh, hey, and that's what I did too. Get out of here. I I guess I'm more selective. I don't know. <laughs> um, probably not a good thing about me. But um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of talk about some of the highlights that you guys you know found things that you were like wow this is a lot of fun i know uh one of the my highlights is we found uh what is it fling to the finish uh mm. that we all played together and i thought that was a lot of i thought that was a, a good, good time and i can definitely see us playing something like that um during uh the 24 hour stream like it was yeah. just a lot of a lot of good times there uh what else what else did you guys find what else did you think was like wow this is a really fun thing well uh let me just explain fling to the finish a tiny bit uh you play it's a racing game and you each person plays as a, a ball connected to a different ball on a string so two people on a string and you're both controlling it at the same time trying to work together to get through levels so you gotta like use the string to hang on wires and jump at the same time and make sure the string doesn't get caught up on obstacles uh it, it was pretty fun i enjoyed it i think it would be impossible to play solo 
I have to control both balls at the same time. Yeah, I, I played it solo for a little bit just to try it out. Uh, it was awful. Zero mm. out of ten. Fun in co-op, though. Yeah, great time in, in co-op. Uh, Alex is my dude. We're going to win every race. We won half the races. And, and we're going <laughs> to win all of the next ones, okay? So, like, have some faith. Did anybody uh, happen to play... Group. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, did anybody happen to play Timberborn? No? Uh-huh. City build, city builder in a world of beavers. Beavers are the supreme being. What? Yes, humans uh, just screwed up society, and beavers evolved to take their place. <laughs> um, seems like something that can happen. <laughs> I can beaver. What the heck? Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to get us off track. What else did you play? Uh, the sack group played a uh, healing spree, which. Is like a overcooked style game, but mm. you run a hospital mm. and you gotta like save people's lives. You gotta like cook the patients. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can you just fling them on the you floor? Grind like you some. can. And overcooked, just throw them on you the can. floor and be like, somebody get that. We can't. You absolutely them. can. Excellent. <laughs> you can just Excellent. you can take them from the the wheelchair and just chuck them into a bed from across the room. You gotta make sure you, they land in the bed because that they, they don't they'll take damage and they might this die. It's like a. Mm. Uh, is this like a crossover between Surgeon Simulator and Overcooked? Maybe a little bit, yeah. Okay. But it's definitely right. more Overcooked. Okay. It's also like incredibly but, hard. Yeah. Mm. The demo difficulty ramped up so fast. The first level was like, all right, this is cool. I see where this is going. The second level was like, oh God, we got negative points. How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> One level, it was there was a war like in the hospital and outside of the hospital <laughs> while you're playing. So you wow. got to like dodge people shooting at each other. Wait, so it's set in the universe of the division. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Uh, anything else that stood out to anybody? Uh, yeah. There's this. Okay, go ahead. I just have one. I played Jack X, which I also played at PAX. <laughs> Jack X is great. I love that game. It's a puzzle platformer. You can throw an axe and you can like zoom to it. The main it's a cool game. It's a cool game. It's weirdly multiplayer. Yep. You can play four players. That's so odd. Uh, I saw that they did an update to uh, Orbital Bullet. I don't know if anybody played that demo. Didn't play it. Mm. It looks Not like they've made, packs, they've made quite a few uh, um, just like texture visuals updates to the game. It looks like it basically has the same mechanics, but it looks a lot prettier. It's a cool mm. concept. Uh, Owen and I played Run Prop Run. Which... Yeah. Is that the sequel to Prop Hunt? Basically. I mean, basically. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was basically <laughs> Prop Hunt. It was fine. I yeah, wasn't amazed be... by it, but I also didn't think it was awful. I was just like, this is a thing that I can see us playing for about 20 to 30 minutes on like a 24-hour stream, and that's about it. Oh, yeah. That sounds pretty group. bad. Yeah, twenty minutes is not a long time. <laughs> I would not want to play it for a very long time. <laughs> Wait, does it actually play like prop hunt? Like what's, almost what's the actual exactly. gameplay? Exactly. So basic gameplay: round starts. There's one hunter and a bunch of hide hiding people, I guess. And you turn into props around the thing and hide. And then after a certain time limit, a goal appears, and you got to try to make it there without being hit by the hunter. So yeah, prop on. So yeah, basically prop on. Right, I mean, it's the same, basically. The sequel. But, but it's free. What, is Gary's mod free? No. Uh, I, I don't, don't think, think so. so. Wait, it was I run prop like, run? It looks like, like 30 bucks. Um, 
Oh no, Gary's mod is not thirty dollars. It's ten bucks. I was gonna say I know I got it on sale for like two dollars several several yeah. years ago. Right. Love me some Weird. prop hunt though. Everybody's got like special abilities that they can add, so you can have like a dive, or you can have a smoke bomb. Which the dive just seems like the most broken one. Yeah, like you could just break out of every single like grab onto you. Anyone ever did? So you're just like, nah, I I'm fine. I'm gonna make it through this. Nah, I'm good. And you just kept doing that for the entire game. And I was like, this is not like I don't know why you would pick anything else. You just play one v one. Bad. No. We played it on online. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Bad. I played with a big group. Yeah, I played um a game that was um um it was hold on, I wrote it down. My bad. Um I doubt it. I doubt you wrote it down. I did. Okay, <laughs> Son uh Sons of Ra, which was like a multiplayer um uh tower defense and that you were like playing against people. I thought that was really cool. So weird. Hmm. So <laughs> it was strange. it was very interesting, and I I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, the other one was uh, Escape Simulator, uh, and Escape Simulator is basically an escape room, but virtually that you can do with a friend. And uh, I did it with my girlfriend, and I had a really good time. I thought it was a lot of fun. The puzzles were really well done. There was only like all of the puzzles you just kind of like looked at it and you tried to figure it out in a way that uh like there was context clues of and they were difficult but they weren't impossible except for one that i can think of that i have no idea why the hell you got to half the th like the answers that you did like i had to look it up and even as i looked it up i was like i don't know how you get here like i don't Unless you like had like a manual next to you, I do not understand how you would have known. I think that's just like the case with escape rooms, though. Like you always have puzzles that are like, you know, you get the solution and you're, you're thinking, okay, this makes sense. And then there's always one puzzle, <laughs> like you're just stuck on. You have no, and the guy, the person has to come over the thing and be like, oh, hey, actually, you should check behind the book on the countertop. I'm like, <laughs> why? There's nothing that tells me to do this. Okay, if we didn't solve it because we didn't check behind the book on the countertop. I'm oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, we deserve to be kicked bad. out. You should have put the fact together that the person on the back of the card, if you'd have read the dictionary, and the... I mean, it's always way more complicated. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you guys are just like bad at escape rooms, you ever think of that? I, we, for, okay, no, no, no. <laughs> We're not bad at escape rooms. I know this Yikes. for a fact because we went to an escape room in Wisconsin. And we decimated the room, and it had like a four percent solve rate. Oh, that's Wisconsin. Probably a bunch of Wisconsin <laughs> people doing it. Listen, that's, that's no. <laughs> the person who was running the room was like, "Are you guys professional escape room puzzle solvers?" And we were like, "No." She's like, "How many have you done?" I don't know, like ten or fifty. She's like, "We've done thirty-seven. I get a tattoo for each one. You guys are the fastest time we've ever seen by like thirty I don't think minutes." She said a tattoo for each one. She did. She <laughs> said she gets a tattoo, a tattoo for each room they do. I don't know about that. That's what she said. Wasn't she the one that started telling us to go to other states for these specific yes. rooms? Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. Okay. we're apparently so freaking good at escape room solving. <laughs> Do you like think maybe she just made a really bad one and was like, I'm just going to upsell everyone <laughs> with how good they are. Because uh, I can't make a good room. Could no. be, could be. We beat, I think, do you guys remember how much we beat the time by? It was like 30 minutes like 25 minutes, yeah. 25 minutes. That's a long Best time. Fast. Yeah. 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 But every time we do that, I'm like excited for a minute, and then I realize, wow, we spent this amount of money for an hour, yeah. and we got like 30 minutes out of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. 
Hey, it's the satisfaction of knowing you've won, Alex. <laughs> That's what you're paying for. That's the real experience. Uh, let's talk about a couple other things video game related. Um, number one, uh, Kingdom Hearts for the first time coming to PC. Yeah, they like. I think just when announced this. I think up. it was today. I think you're right. Yeah, four hours ago is the article I have up on it. They're bringing. It's coming to the Epic Store. Of the course, it's Epic more. exclusive. Of course, of course. Uh, I mean, it's you got all your main ones here. Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix. Oh, obviously. Yeah, obviously, yes. <laughs> obviously. Then obviously Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue, uh-huh. okay. <laughs> which is a different game from the first one I said. What is is there the the 57 over 2 pi XYZ oh. Day Nights? <laughs> oh, and I think please. is one of them. Kingdom Hearts 358 over 2 days is a part of Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5. Oh my god. <laughs> but it, it to be clear, it, they are bringing basically everything over. I'm um, excited about one? that. Even the new one. That's the, uh, the third one is just Kingdom Hearts 3 plus Remind, which Remind, I believe, is the Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC. And the great thing about that is you can just not buy that one because it's garbage. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just exactly. skip it. Yep. Just play one and two and then go, man, three looks like it'll be cool. And then never think of it again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So these are all individually, like you buy them separate? So not like you a buy... collection. The three games are Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix. And that oh, has okay. one, two, three, four, five, six games, including oh. one and two. So I mm, don't know why you would buy any other ones. Yeah. Because <laughs> there is also Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue, which has the 3DS game, a movie, and a, movie, a short oh. game, Kingdom Hearts 0.2 Birth by Sleep, A Fragmentary Passage. Wait, a movie? Are you just talking about the third game? That one's a movie. <laughs> I mean, basically. basically, whatever Kingdom Hearts X Black Cover parentheses movie means, <laughs> I assume that means it's a movie. But that, about, could, that uh, could be the name. Is the problem with that? What about the card one uh, from Game uh, Boy Chain Dance. of Memories? Yeah, that is, that is part of the first. Okay, yes. everything in the first one. Okay. Kingdom Hearts One Final Mix, Chain of Memories, aka the card one, three hundred fifty-eight over two days, aka the bad DS one. Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, a.k.a. 2. Birth by Sleep, a.k.a. the PSP 1. And Recoded, which I think was a phone game. Mm, that sounds right. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is such a mess, dude. Yeah. Just any individual game is also just a mess in yeah. that series. The first one's fairly clean. It's fairly simple and clean, if you will. <laughs> wow. <laughs> God, uh, damn. So dumb. <laughs> I hate that. You're welcome. We should also note that uh, BlizzCon Line uh, schedule was announced yesterday. Um, yeah. And uh, Alex, are you excited about it? Are you like um, uncertain? Well, here's the deal. <laughs> I, for some reason, was under the impression. I don't, I don't know. I just had a feeling that we would get like Overwatch 2 or at least like a beta or something. Oh, out no, of no, this. No. That's 2031, not 2021. <laughs> that's how I get you. But I did see this article on Polygon the other day that's claiming that they've said Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 won't be out in 2021. Mm-hmm. Oh. Which I totally mean... expected for Diablo 4. Oh, dude, that's not. Yeah, yeah. That will actually be 2031. Right. That, that's years off, I think. Overwatch 2, I figured we were much closer to for some reason. I don't know. But they're, the they talk about it. Was like definitely the same. That would be coming. 
yeah, yeah I, I definitely also, it's like mostly done like with beta. overwatch one already right yeah they're not they last they spoke on it they said they're not releasing any more overwatchers that echo was the last one and that was like, like a year ago i feel like if you're gonna like kill your game you're expecting to put out the next one relatively soon yeah but that doesn't seem to be I, the case now. The speculation I've heard is that they were like, yeah, we'll definitely get it done by 2021. We'll just focus everything, stop supporting Overwatch 1. And then coronavirus happened, and it was like, oh, we like can't finish it in time. That is that is what I have heard, and I think that sounds yeah. pretty reasonable, right? Because you, w- you wouldn't cut off Overwatch 1 entirely like they did unless you thought you had two like, waiting in the wings. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I would expect like, around this time... But then, like, with the delays, I was thinking, okay, maybe, like, we get it in summer. Maybe it's, like, a holiday thing. Mm -hmm. But now they're just saying, nope, this entire year, you're just, you're done. Don't don't expect it for the entire year. Which I'm surprised that they're not even going to give us, like, a a beta or something. Just be like, hey, here's a map. Here's, like, a couple of new characters. Like, you know, just hold you over. BlizzCon hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So, So like, we we could be getting a beta. Yeah. I think that that would be cool. The schedule just has overwatch 2 listed as like some behind the scenes stuff on a panel and it seems like yeah it's not very high in the list of priorities for the event no definitely not it's only like a it's like an hour and a half long segment and then they just go straight into the voices of overwatch for like three hours to be fair (laughs) the voices of overwatch stuff is great i mean sure i it's just a shame because i know we all like overwatch pretty good and it feels like it's kind of dying yeah like the content's been going down like they they, all the seasonal events have been the same pretty much since year one Mm, now they're not even going to do new heroes i mean they did a really good job with the uh the skins in this most recent event the the chinese new year one i mean sure but But, skins are not content and and i would agree with that i i think that's the same thing that i would think is just like it's not content though like it's a neat carrot on the end of a stick but i still want to have something to play and i can only play uh you know like the same matchups with the same characters doing the same thing so many times before i'm just like this is just eh. like even any like development that they do on skins or isn't that all like somebody makes it and then blizzard i don't know buys it from them or contracts it from them and then converts it into a skin you can use on overwatch isn't that how it works that's how it works for dota anyways I don't, I don't think that's right. Yeah. I think they develop the skins themselves. Okay. I think they've used some community skins, but I think most of them are them. Mm. Yeah, I think. I mean, Fortnite also does some of that, some of that where they browse a Reddit and see concepts, and then they pull from the concepts, but they predominantly make their own skins. Mm. Okay. But also touching on the whole Overwatch being dead thing, let me listen. Let me tell you something. I, <laughs> you're playing a game where you're fighting the same fifty top players over and over and over and over every single match, like without fail. That's a dead game. Mm. You're playing different people. You're not. You know, it's not a dead game yet. <laughs> Are we upset about hyperscape? Uh, sorry, it's a dying game. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even say that. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's. I don't know that I'd say it's dying. I think it's just how many concurrent beginning players? to get stale. But I no don't idea. know how many concurrent players. I like I it's still it's were... still fun to play, right? The yeah. player base is still big enough that you can still get into games without fail. It's just it's reached a point where I I feel like I've played I, I get Overwatch, you know? Like I'm kinda like, okay, I get it. I'm kinda over it a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. 
I, I and I, I agree with you. You know, there's only so many times you can th- jump into uh, a quick play and see someone being like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna, you know, have a Zen Lucio as your uh, as your healers," and you just know you're gonna have a bad day. Like you just realize, like, oh, that this is just a wash. Doesn't matter what the fuck we do. This is just a pointless, you know, waste of my time. I think your first problem is taking quick play seriously. <laughs> I mean, true. That's why I play Widow a lot. But it's, I mean, even like, you know, competitive is like a lot like that of just like, you know, people will start picking random things and you're just like, that's not going to do us any good. Like, look, I love me a good Sombra, but a Sombra and a Tracer doesn't exactly do a lot of good work on a team. And and then you just lose. And then it's like, why did I even wait in this queue? I feel like the whole scenario of like, and, and I was joking about the whole taking quick play seriously, but touching on that subject, I, I think it opens up the topic of just like, why in the world, this, this will be like a whole tangent that we could go off, of, <laughs> but we can stop after I say this sentence. Why in the world is there ranked or skill-based matchmaking inside of any public slash casual slash quick play mode? Like Overwatch, you, you can't beat down in quick play but you still have fun sometimes in quick play yeah like there's that random moment where you're the team that is beating people down in quick play and so it it's what multiplayer used to be where you go to ranked when you want to like have equal matching and then you go to quick play to have that let me just relax and not really care not anymore in gaming not anymore yeah true because like when we played dota a bunch there was that whole thing with uh like quick play still had MMR, it was just mm-hmm. hidden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was it was the same thing essentially. It <laughs> was still like... subconsciously you're like, it's like all right. So should I should I sweat or should I sweat and get a reward for it? <laughs> it that's I mean that is the reason why I always just played uh, competitive. Yeah. Was because I was just like, if I'm gonna do the same exact thing as I would in not competitive, I might as well get the points for it. And, you know, just kind of have some fun with it. And if, you know, if it's going to be a wash, play a character that you don't normally play and practice it then, after, you know, when you realize that you're just going to go downhill. You might as well. Uh, apparently, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm just like trying to find some game statistics to talk about Overwatch and the number of current, concurrent players. Um, there's just one activeplayer.io. They're saying they're estimating about 64,000, almost 65,000 concurrent players right now, which considering how many people played that game that seems very low you know how many hyperscape has <laughs> <laughs> like ma- like maybe maybe 300 yeah but did hyperscape ever get to the level that overwatch was at uh i think no. here hold on keep, keep like, absolutely not something. Oh, there's, there's there, like there i feel like there's no way i mean overwatch i feel like had millions and millions of players at one point concurrent it's definitely fallen from where it launched from, right? Yeah. Because, like, I mean, yeah. they, literally, none of the events have been new since year one, I think. Right. Yeah. Also, the other day, I was, like, trying to Google, like, I was I was in the mode of, like, I want to play a game, right, that's, like, co-op, but it has, like, different characters that would probably have, like, abilities, like a MOBA, maybe. But like they work off of each other and you're tactical about it. And then 
I don't know, maybe make that as like a shooter so it's like more active. <laughs> and it, like I was literally searching for this and then somebody was like, oh, Overwatch 2 is like, gonna be oh, like that. Paladins. And I was like, Oh wait. <laughs> no I'm I want Overwatch two like I want PvE Overwatch is what I'm looking <laughs> <Yeah>. for. <laughs> Paladins. So the numbers uh I don't know this is GameStat like dot com, so I don't know how credible this is. But uh Overwatch supposedly off Google has fifty million peak players like that's how many players have played like uniquely played the game uh 7.5 million is hyperscape so i mean Hi- hyperscape wasn't terrible for the amount of players that played it the retention was just god awful mm-hmm. why it was, really it, was liked hard, it was just a hard game to get into yeah dude i don't think i ever killed anyone in that game yeah it, like i mean it's never once you using the grenade launcher it was your old school like I'm actually going to have to put in some effort into this game in order to get good at it. Mm. And people didn't want that because they had, uh, it was coming off the high of like Fortnite, Apex, you know, Warzone, where there was the skill based matchmaking. Uh, there was basically the hand holding the entire time with aim assist and everything like that. Um, one of the updates from Hyperscape was an aim assist nerf, and it actually killed like, like a three fourths of the player base just dropped because controller players couldn't kill uh pc players anymore because their yeah. their uh, aim wasn't aimbot anymore yeah. and then when i stopped playing was when they buffed the d tap to where you can one click clip somebody with it uh and then also the harpy was like you look at an aimbot hacker in any video game and then you look at the harpy controller from hyperscape and you're like i can't see the diff hmm <laughs> <laughs> right so they, they nerfed aimbot and then they made the aimbot guns good yeah well okay i mean it they nerfed so it was a succession of nerfing aimbot to the ground controller players complained uh pc or the keyboard and mouse players were like well no this is fine uh some pc players or keyboard and mouse players were like well now they can't get a single kill and i was one of those people where i was like the the amos you kind of did too much with the nerf uh and then they Instead of like tweaking it back towards like helping them, they were just like, "Oh, they can't get kills. All right, nitro on this. Just freaking that's some aim assist <laughs> for you." Um, just want to step back to uh, BlizzCon line here for a second. I'm just kind of like <laughs> looking through some of the things that um they're going to be talking about. One I find kind of interesting is that they're going to be doing a one shot pen and paper of Diablo. I have no idea what that's going to entail, but it's the critical role people are doing it. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. I, I guess they just made something, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna do this. We have no idea whether like just write something up. We'll make it. We'll make a pen and paper. It'll be fun." They're gonna do one shot of that, probably because they don't have a lot of content. Just reading through here, yeah. it's like nothing is being released at all. Like sucks. World of Warcraft, like Shadowlands, just happened in November. Nothing. There's no way they're releasing another expansion this year. Uh, Diablo Four, of course, is not coming till 2030. <laughs> Diablo Immortal, uh, they just released the alpha in December. For as for WoW, it's probably I, like most people already have a hunch of what the content uh, update is that's going to be there. They're going to announce that they're probably going to do the uh, um, uh, the Burning Crusades expansion onto um, uh, classic, classic because there's already been a ton of rumors that that's going to drop in May. And so it would just make sense for them to announce it then. They, maybe there's some testing and then it'll actually come out in May and it falls with the timeline of vanilla into uh the, the burning crusades it was like the same exact timeline of how long it was from nax being released to the content being out uh so 
people are assuming that that's going to be one of the things. Uh, and also, I think that there's also supposed to be some sort of like big update as well for Shadowlands of being like, hey, here's yeah. a new raid for you to do. But yeah, I mean, they're not doing any new games or anything. It's just like, here's some more raids, which is what WoW does and WoW right, does well. Right. But I think that's what they're leaning on. At least that is going to be like, hey, look how well WoW is doing. Because we don't have anything for Diablo or Overwatch. <laughs> well, so look over here. <laughs> you say that. You say that. I think my the thing I'm most interested in is there are talks that there is a Diablo 2 remaster that they're going to discuss. I would love to see that. I would totally play that again. Diablo? More like Diablo. No. <laughs> okay. That could be that too. 2025 Diablo 2 remaster. It's going to be amazing, guys. If there are other remasters, anything to go by, it's going to be awful. Mm. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, I guess that's fair, though, huh? That's Everybody fire. hated that Warcraft one, right? Yep. Yeah. Warcraft 3 reforged. Was it because they took out the original Warcraft 3 that people were still modding and playing and stuff? So it was just like, why the hell did you do this? Yeah, or they could own everyone's stuff. <laughs> hey, speaking of owning stuff... um. Let's move on to talk about some film-related things. Uh, Netflix recently acquired all of the rights for Brian Jacques' Redwall series. Have you guys ever read those books? No. no. Oh. But I did see this. Oh. I've heard of them. Oh, my gosh. They're my favorite series growing up. I mean, I, I love their books. They're incredible. It's like, um, man, I don't even know what I, how I'd describe it next to it. I don't it's even like want a bunch to bail of you out. I want to hear you describe something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is based around like s- small critters. There's a lot of like mice, rabbits. I was gonna uh, say, isn't there mice and foxes? There's, there's yeah, mice. just That's like their life. And it's like are there, are there living... also mystics? <laughs> Dude, you did. Uh, but they all live in this world where there's like this constant war between these like factions. I I always felt like it was like a very much. Um, like a slightly more violent book than what you would assume to be like a children's book about animals. Because they're pretty like action-packed. It's a cool little series. Um, but they've never really done anything. I think they made a small Redwall series, like an animated version a long time ago, and it was garbage. Uh, but Netflix has the people um, who did... Oh, shoot. I can't remember the name of that show. Um, Not Dark Crystal. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Over the Garden Wall. Oh. The guys who did Over the Garden Wall, Patrick McHale, uh, he's going to be the person who's doing a feature film, which is going to be based on the first book from Brian Jock Redwall. And then they're going to do a small series about um, Martin Redwall, which is kind of like the main protagonist in the first parts of those books. Very yeah. interested to see how they turn out because the series, I mean, the books themselves are amazing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Did I'm really sad that no one else has read Wall? these. Because that series is very weird. Is it? It's good, but it's very weird. I've heard good things, but I've never actually watched it. It's good. So I'll be intrigued to see how the Redwall stuff turns out. I hope it's as weird and good. I, I'm I'm just very excited. Very, very excited. I hope it's as good as Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, some other uh, TV film related things. Wonder Woman. 1984. Uh, it's Wonder Women. Yeah. Nope. Owen put Wonder Women. Owen, mm-hmm. Wonder Women. Who are the Wonder Women? Uh, Maybe you're supposed to read it Wonder Women? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Like, we're wondering the question about them. Are they well, okay? Where are the Wonder Women? Because I don't remember us talking about 1984. And I mean, so the question mark was, are we going to talk about 1984? Are you talking about <laughs> no. that Christmas Wonder Woman film? Yeah. Hmm. Did that movie even happen? Yeah, uh, happened. I would like to pretend that it didn't. 
<laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I heard it wasn't great. It was I mean, I pretty garbage. Pretty garbage. It makes me really sad, too, because I love me some Pedro Pascal, but mm-mm, movie is pretty trash. I mean, we're, we're not discrediting his acting ability. He had a script and, like, yeah, to deal yeah, you're with, right. So. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's like saying, you know, I don't know, Usain Bolt's on a freaking hamstring injury, and like, oh man, he's not good at running. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, he's he's holding up the Star Wars franchise. He's gonna be the lead of uh, the Last of Us. That's true. All right. Okay, I mean, that's a weird choice, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. What do you think? It should have should have been Gerard like... Butler. Yes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. There we go. I feel like he fits well, but I don't know. Like, feels like some white country. Dude, Gerard right? Butler just killing a bunch of doctors in the hospital. <laughs> I mean, you oh, can see him doing it, right? <laughs> you can see it. <laughs> I mean, it could have been Hugh Jackman. Yeah, oh, yeah. Could have yeah. had Josh That'd Brolin. I mean, he was already old Logan, so he's pretty oh. much pretty much uh, Josh Brolin, pretty good. Pretty much same yeah, character. Oh, could Oscar Isaac. Hmm? Again, yeah. I, guess I mean, I always want to see Oscar Isaac doing so. I feel like he'd be weird in that role. I guess the role's not the evil enough. For him. I don't know. There's, I. You really don't think he's gonna like? You feel like that's not a good role for him, huh? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I just, I didn't like the girl that they chose. I love the girl that they chose. I don't know, man. She was one of the best parts of Game of Thrones. Okay, so give her this, more roles. This is also. I just want to put this out there. This is also comes from a person who kind of knows what The Last of Us Two is gonna be, and so if they go with the canon, like I'm already disappointed. So <laughs> my opinion doesn't really matter here. Mm. Is this a movie series? I don't remember. It's a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. Oh, yeah. Is it a series? series? I thought it was a series. It I'm glad we got our, our facts right. <laughs> Come to the forecast for the facts. Maybe. If we get it right. Series, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the point is, rewinding back, Wonder Woman 1984, yeah. not that good of a no, movie. No, like, we skipped over that. We, th- yeah, we Aaron, skipped nobody over we that. don't care about Okay, that. fine, we don't care, it's fine. Garbage. It's a series, not Wonder Woman, but Blast Us. You know what else is a series? WandaVision? WandaVision. Did you see that WandaVision. How was that? Was that, was, that was a good one. No I like that one. That was a, that was a <laughs> slick segue. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty solid. I'm impressed. It's not even a... Oh, gosh. No, no spoilers. spoilers, though. No spoilers. no spoilers. Okay, no spoilers. Who's watching it? Me? Me? Yeah, I'm caught up. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Question mark on what, do you, what do you What do you think this far? Are you liking it, not liking it? You thinking it's okay? Like, what do you... I think it's Liddy McTitty. <laughs> okay. Did you say Jake? Jake, didn't, watch Jake hasn't watched it. Either. I'm yeah, not watching it. Watch it. No, no, I haven't watched it. Did she say Jake? I said uh, hot take. Yeah. Hot, hot take. take. I was hot like, take. Gotcha. No, it makes way more sense. I thought you were like, Jake, what's your opinion? I was like, uh. It's really good. I've not seen an episode. Yeah. It's Have you watched Jenny. it, Caleb? I, no. Oh, okay, that's the reason why you're like, heavy, no spoilers. Yeah, I don't want no, no spoilers. <laughs> okay. Aaron, I, I'm, I'm not saying spoilers anyway because. Uh, in Kevin it, Feige, we trust. It's a okay. It's it's a really good show for not knowing anything about it and watching. It, yeah, it it really lends itself to it. Yeah, yeah. I feel so, like I, having only seen the trailer, I've already been spoiled on part of it. Mm-hmm. I I I would say perhaps I think that you're right. This is a really good one to go in blind, uh, which is why I'm very happy that I've gone in blind. But I'm also kind of just. 
I don't know. There's something about this that's just rubbing me the wrong way. That I'm just like, this is weird. And not in the good weird. This is oh. like a... I, I almost feel like there was a better series here that got somehow messed up. And mm. this is what we're getting. Man. Uh, I, feel I do not feel that. Yeah, I feel the complete opposite. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> Com- I, I love this series. It's so good. I feel like they, it's not your typical let me just go balls to the wall almost Michael Bay style explosions action etc and I like that so I, I like that about it I think that's why it's so good too is because like w- without spoiling it you gotta give it a little chance you know He's got, you, you can't just watch the first episode and be like nope not for me see like, my, my complaint is I almost feel like the first couple of episodes they're hinting at a very very interesting story that I was like, if they did this better, this could have been like really fucking good. But I was not hooked on those episodes until you get about halfway through. And it's like, I don't know. I just, I always hate when people tell you, oh yeah, you know, it gets good about halfway through the series. <laughs> you know, like, ah man, Stargate's great. You just gotta get halfway through. Ah, you, you know, know you watch, just w- watch one. Walking Dead. You just gotta skip the first couple of seasons and then it gets really good. Like, I don't know. Like, anyone that does that stuff. Parks and Rec season one. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime any that that's a thing, TV. I just feel like it's not a good indicator of a good show. Uh, but Hey man, you gotta get halfway through Doki Doki before it gets real good. And and you're not. And then wrong. it's one of the best games. Yeah, and, and I think that's just that is the suffer of a of any sort of st- storytelling that is a slow burn. Is you gotta wait for the setup and get through the setup before that slow burn starts paying off. Which I think it's paying off well, but I think that they could have set it up better. I think, in my opinion, like what's good about this is that they are continuing to buy into the concept that they can make things that are different. And still appeal to Marvel watchers and also appeal to other people. Like, I think it all started way back with like Winter Soldier when they're like, you know what? We want this movie to be to feel different than all the rest of the other Marvel movies. And it did feel like I was I was going to I was going to say that. I mean, that was their their mantra of Guardians of the Galaxy was just, you know, it was that it was can we make something out of a property that no one's ever fucking heard of before? I don't even know. I don't even know. It's that I'm just saying, like, they gave each thing its own voice. Each director was able to go. We're going to make this our own thing, which is why Thor Ragnarok is so different than all of the other movies. Black Panther is so different than all the other movies. And I think they're buying into that with this. And I think they will do the same thing with Loki when that comes out in May. I think both of them are going to be so removed from what you like imagine to be a marvel cinematic universe thing that is going to surprise people I'm, I'm sure you're gonna have mixed reviews on both but i think this lends to the ability of it being able to pull from both groupings of people people who are have been watching marvel from day one and people who are just like i want to watch something neat and unique and new uh, i guess i'll try out this wandavision thing yeah, i would say Loki it's very is just- unique Hope Loki's just Tom think... Hiddleston playing jokes on people and going, Loki! <laughs> <laughs> Get Loki'd. I also think there's a, a better, like, they're, how do I put the way that they're, div, like, directing this, it, it gives an appreciation for, like, all generations. It's so, like, for us, mm. like, oh, cool, we're watching a Marvel thing. We're when we watched it with my parents, they are like, oh, did you know, did you see that reference? Did you, and it's like, there was, they were naming off stuff that Alex and I had never even heard of. Or like don't know about because they were tv shows 
for different generations. And it was like that. I think that was really cool, too. I actually, yeah. when Alex and I were watching, he kept looking at me going, I feel like this is an intro to some like old show. Yeah. What it is. Which we rewatched it with my parents and they would, they were like, oh yeah, this is like that one show. Which I don't even From remember him now. But <laughs> you're like, what? I'm pretty sure you're thinking about like Bewi- the Bewitch and well, like all very... of them, all of them are like <clears throat> blends of like sitcoms from whatever era that episode is about yeah so we're not about we'll, but like I don't we'll, know. we'll talk spoilers on it on another podcast but it's definitely something that i want to discuss I'll with just, you, you all i'll just say like i had zero expectations for the show and was kind of like disinterested in watching it and we happened to turn it on and the mystery and intrigue around it really really hit the spot i think and it's it's actually like super good i think so I'm excited about to see where it goes at the end of this season. It'll be good. Uh, we're, only, we're only like five episodes in, and I, th- I personally think I personally There's only the three pacing, more left. Right, but I think the pacing is really nice for what this is. Because, I mean, it's, it's an introduction to other things in the universe. They're just expanding the universe. So, I don't know. I like it. We should also probably mention here um, Jack Black coming on to play Claptrap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also, if you're not following his TikTok, Why? go follow his TikTok. <laughs> He's hilarious. <laughs> Why? Why is a good question? Why not? That's a, it's a great pick. That's Back perfect. Trends. Oh man, I didn't pick? realize this movie has a freaking stacked cast. Does Kate it? Ra- uh, we got Kate Blanchett as Lilith, Kevin Hart as Roland, which is weird because <laughs> Roland is really is... weird. <laughs> yeah, Roland's like, like a, the most boring character tall... in the history of time. Yeah, he's like a tall, buff, boring guy. Yeah, so I guess they're going somewhere <laughs> different with him. Or uh, he just wants to push his himself as an actor. I mean, maybe. Maybe, maybe he grows like a foot <laughs> yeah. and he gets ripped. Yeah. And he then just, Jamie Lee Curtis is Dr. Tannis. Wow. wow. Yeah, oh. right? That's a good one. Yeah. Do you think that they're going to sort of digitalize Jack Black's voice? Probably. Yeah, they'll put, yeah, they'll put a filter over the top I of it. I bet he just paints himself up like a trash can <laughs> and just actually acts that it's not going to be CGI at all. I would, I, I would watch that movie. <laughs> that, Honestly, so good. that follows suit with most video game movies. So Yeah, yeah that's fair. <laughs> that is fair. Yeah, I mean, we can assume it's going to be bad, even though its cast is really stacked. I am really interesting because, or really interested because the guy who uh, was a screen, yeah, I know, <laughs> the guy who's the screenwriter for Chernobyl is the guy they brought on to do this. Which, oh. if you haven't watched Chernobyl, uh, first of all, going to be a completely different experience than what the Borderlands movie is, unless they decide to really unless- go a different direction. <laughs> they <laughs> like nah, dramatized Borderlands. Wow, I mean, whoo! It must be a brutal it's the same show. Universe. Um, but it's, it's it's amazing, and they also he's doing the, he's also doing The Last of Us as well. Wow, busy guy. Yeah, same universe. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you got that video game stuff? Like, Get on over doing here. It. Let's do it too. Very excited. Very excited. I think that's it, guys. We don't have anything else. All right, cut it. What a good Perfect. cast. We're good. Done. Just, Just right I there. Want to repeat and reiterate. <laughs> See you later. You can one make Alexa whisper, and two. You can make Alexa fart. <laughs> you can be obsessed with that part. You can. 34 times in a row, as a matter of fact. I've never desired that in my life. Until now. No, I still don't. <laughs> uh, I've just never desired anything 40, 34 times in a row in my life. 
Really? You have yeah. it. I'm gonna get. To, I'll tell you guys how it goes on the next podcast. You're gonna, I'm gonna do get thirty-four. <laughs> See how long it's. I'll time it. Let's take out my stopwatch. Please, please do. Please do. Can you just? Can you just tell her an absurdly high number, and she'll just keep on going yeah. forever? Alexa, forty seven thousand times. I can't do that, Chad. Doing over one hundred farts in a row is considered very rude. <laughs> wow. Oh, 99. 99. 99. Do it. No, just do 100. I should say over 100. 100 is probably oh, fine. Right? Right. All right, fine. Right. Starting 60 seconds. What? Wait, did it say should starting farting in 60 seconds? seconds? Yeah, we got to apply for 60 seconds. Please tell me that there's like no way to shut it off once it starts. It's like, listen, <laughs> either you stop this right now or in 60 yeah. seconds, we're farting 100 times. <laughs> um. 60 seconds to change your mind. You've got time to regret this decision. And you guys finished The Expanse Season 5? Not yet. Not finished it yet. Did you know they're only going to six seasons? Good. Are they only going to stop after six? No, why? But there's like nine books. Yeah, uh, well, no, that's not exactly true. Uh, After the sixth book, it fast forwards like, I don't even remember, 40, 50 years. And it's not the same people. It's a completely different thing. Joe's read, not aware of that. Joe's read them all, and he said, like, first six books, amazing. After that, just a different work. And I don't... <laughs> okay. Here the, here the farts come. Uh, <laughs> let's not. <laughs> and we'll right, catch you next so time. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll catch you next time. Uh. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Jake John Federkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. We also have a couple new series that we've been working on, one for a custom Divinity campaign and another for a Pathfinder campaign that we've been working on. So make sure you check those out as well. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time.